Hey, man, you know what I've been thinking lately? Here we are again. Tell me what's on your mind. Well, I have this sudden urge to go to really cold places. You? I'd give you only three days and you'd eventually end up going to Hawaii. Ah, come on now. This time I mean it because I've been inspired by those cool-looking birds and tuxedos. By what? You know, penguins. <laughs> Aren't they cute? Looking all proper, wearing those suits and shambling around. Ha! Where does this penguin love come from? You know it's not like adopting a dog. Yeah, I know, but I have this sudden urge to be with them. And? Well, I've been checking my schedule and I'd like to head to Antarctica. Hmm, okay, things are getting a bit crazy right now. You know, there are countries like Peru, Chile, where you could see them. Does going to Antarctica sound more possible to you than going to South America? Well, sure. And you know why? Because I've actually found a job vacancy in Antarctica. This place called the UK Antarctic Heritage Trust. They announced that they're looking for someone who can count Gentoo penguins in Antarctica while working in the souvenir shop at the same time. Ooh. Mmm. <laughs> Man. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm sorry, but I just can't imagine you doing that. Well, okay, there might be some difficulties, like having no time zone and cleaning penguin poop and, uh... What? Cleaning penguin poops? <laughs> now, that is a dream job. And maybe some, well, personal hygiene issues. <laughs> All right, don't tell me you won't have water to wash your hands. No, no, nothing like that. I just remember reading something like, you're lucky if a cruise ship docks nearby because that'll be the only way for you to take a proper shower. Wow, what a relief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but hey, on the bright side, I won't have to pay my bills or any rent. And they're like two ATMs, so I think I can survive for six months. Now, what would you need the ATMs for? Are you going to be, like, going to clubs with your penguins? Well, they're already dressed up. <laughs> Might not be that bad. Well, I would come to Antarctica only to witness this. Well, you know, there's a lot more to witness rather than my catchy dance moves with my penguin buddies in Antarctica. Let me enlighten you a little bit more about it. Maybe you'll change your mind eventually. Well, I'm cleaning my dog's poop, and that's quite enough for me already. But let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> Well, I've heard that this coldest place ever can have temperatures as low as negative 128 degrees Fahrenheit. And because of this, humankind hasn't really had a whole lot of attempts to discover it fully. Wow, it's amazing how living beings survive in this eternal cold. Yeah, and there's a part we can't even witness. The ice covering the continent hides a lot of things. Even today, scientists have seen different creatures that don't resemble any other living being. Yeah, according to some legend, below this ice, there might be a hidden city. Ooh, the lost city of Atlantis. Ooh, well, I don't know about a hidden city, but scientists have found some bizarre things under the surface. 
Did you know that almost 90% of all meteorites found on Earth are discovered in Antarctica? Wow. Why? Well, because it's way easy to spot the meteorites in the icy plains. Ice preserves this space debris and protects it from corrosion. For the last 50 years, people have found more than 10,000 meteorites in Antarctica. And some of them are more than 700,000 years old. Wow. Almost as old as me. So, it works like a natural fridge? <laughs> yeah, and like a fridge, there's even some mystery meat in the back. Another older thing that they found was dinosaur fossils. These enormous dinos used to all live there. Scientists say that these discovered fossils are more than 71 million years old. Man, who could think of that? <laughs> well, it makes sense if we remember Antarctica was located in the southwestern part of the Pacific Ocean. That also means warmer temperatures. Man, that's crazy. I just can't imagine it all green. Right now, we see it as covered only with ice, but I guess we should remember that it's a desert as well. And there are some dry valleys where there hasn't been any rain for more than two million years. <laughs> no ice or snow. Hmm, is it because of the strong winds? That's right. When they hit the valleys, the winds heat up and evaporate snow, ice, and water. Ah, now I see why NASA sends astronauts to Antarctica to prepare them mentally and physically before sending them to Mars. Yeah, with this dryness, the conditions are quite similar. Of course, Antarctica isn't just icy or dry overall. Did you know that there are around 400 lakes in Antarctica? Wow, I knew there were some, but I wasn't expecting that much. And do you know how they form? Due to the incredible pressure, the water stays liquid even when its temperature drops below zero. Yeah, it also has something to do with Earth's core. It heats the water under the glaciers. Exactly, Mr. Science. At some point, researchers discovered an underground lake. And they got some samples from it, and it turned out that under this massive layer of ice without any light, there lived cold-resistant bacteria that had been previously unknown to science. <laughs> It reminded me of this cave mentioned before in one of our episodes. It was also in darkness with different creatures inside. Yeah, it's crazy. There's also a waterfall you should see on the Taylor Glacier. Among all this whiteness, it looks like it's bleeding. That's why they call it Blood Falls. Ooh, why is it all in red? Supposedly, it's related to the iron oxide, or rust, level of the water. And speaking of this unforgiving land, last but not least, we have to mention Sir Ernest Shackleton. Of course. I know this guy. He was the explorer who led three British expeditions there. That's how he became quite famous. Now, I read their story about how they got stuck in one of their expeditions and were rescued afterwards. I can't remember the details, but it was like, wow. Yeah, wow. From what I remember in that story, he was sailing on a ship called the Endurance. But tragically, it got stuck in the ice and was crushed. With his crew, he had to cross the Weddell Sea in a lifeboat and walk across the ice desert to a whaling station. Even sailing on that continent is scary. I can't imagine walking on it for miles. Did they manage to get some help? The rescue mission returned to pick up the crew members who had been left behind on Elephant Island. It took them about 17 months, I think. But all 28 people survived and got back to their homeland. 17 months. Wow, he was a great leader for sure. Definitely. And as for the ship, it remained frozen in the ice of this white continent. The name Endurance became really famous. They even used this name in the Tomb Raider game. 
Hey, buddy, thank you for enlightening us about your penguin base. Should we also go deeper into the Atlantic Ocean, apart from the continent? <laughs> oh, yeah, we have that one, too. Yeah. Now, don't worry, we can talk about Antarctica even more later on, but let's get to the ocean part. Okay, okay, I've been speaking a lot already. Captain, you have the con. So, some of you might remember we talked about how the borders of our oceans formed before. That's right, but we never really talked about the life under it. Till this date, we were able to discover around 5% of the ocean, 95% of undiscovered life. Think about it. Man, when we see only the surface, we don't really focus on what things might be deep down in the ocean. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, you wouldn't say that if you saw the Mariana Trench, though. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because even from the surface, you'd be so scared by looking at it. Scared? Me? <laughs> how scary could it be? Uh, let me just check how it looks. Well, it's so scary that only three people have ever descended down the Challenger Deep in the southern end of the Mariana Trench. And how deep is that? Give me some numbers, buddy. Around a depth of 36,000 feet. And Mount Everest is around 29,000 feet. So I guess that should give you an idea. Whoa. I can't imagine what kind of creatures live there. Isn't the trench zone the deepest zone in the oceans? Yeah, there are other zones, but we can detail them later on, if that's going to make you happy. I've added a place on my list from Antarctica, too. Have you heard about the Ross Sea Ice Shelf? I have indeed. There are dozens of mysterious species there that no one's ever known before. They even found upside-down swimming fish and anemones. If we go to another cold place, there is a 206-foot crack in Silphra where you can actually touch two continents at once. Two? Seriously? You can touch North America and Europe at once. Now, of course, you need to take the risk of getting hypothermia since the temperature is around 35 degrees. Chilly. Wow, I'm sure there's a good story I could make out of that. Maybe I should consider going to Iceland instead of Antarctica. Come on, you can't sell out your penguins just to show off people. And wait until you hear about Greenland. In Cape Desolation, Canadian researchers found a unique pinkish coral that can easily go without sunlight and live in strong currents 3,000 feet below the surface. Hmm, Greenland didn't convince me that much. Okay, what if I say that this is the deepest and most remote portion of the global mid-ocean ridge system between Greenland and Siberia? Hold on, I think I know this one. Oh, what was that name exactly? I can't remember. The Gackle Ridge. Yeah, that's it. That rings a bell. There are chemical reactions there as well. Did you know? Yeah, of course. That's how hot fluids rich in minerals occur. They spew from seafloor vents like freshmen at a party. Ha ha, nice analogy, buddy. <laughs> and since these vents are isolated from the rest of the ocean, they're hot spots for bizarre creatures found nowhere else in the world. And our next spot is in the Caribbean. Wasn't that a great segue? It's called Von Damme Ventfield, with a depth of around 8,000 feet. Okay, that's a strange name. Wait, it's not named after the kickboxer Jean-Claude, is it? So what's so unique about this place? It was named after the oceanographer Karen Von Damme. This field has lots of hydrothermic vents that fire out streams of muddy, scalding water with a temperature reaching 400 degrees. Phew! So hot! Huh. 
Yeah, the fish over there should be baking pizzas. Sounds like a full-time pizza party in the Caribbean Sea. Yeah, but the shrimp over there aren't so lucky to see what their pizzas look like. Really? Is that how they adapted themselves? Well, it seems so. How do they survive? Or simply find something to eat? Well, they've got patches of light-sensitive cells on their backs. Another place from the Caribbean is the Great Blue Hole, located just off the coast of Belize with its 400-foot depth. I can't Belize it. It's not a dark blue hole, is it? Then it shouldn't be that scary, right? Yeah, you better Belize it. It gets way darker as you dive deeper. There are lots of dark caves where you can get lost easily. Huh, not the best place for people with claustrophobia. At a depth of 50 feet, you start seeing the water shimmering, though. That's the invisible line dividing the sinkhole's salty top from the freshwater abyss. Now, if we go a bit deeper to the right side on the map near Cuba, at a 2,000-foot depth, you can see some circular columns, symmetrical stone structures. Wait a minute. Was it supposed to be the remnants of some sort of sunken city? Well, it wasn't proven yet. Scientists doubt it. They claim the lost city is nothing but a natural phenomenon from 5 million years ago. Ah, that's not as interesting. Then how were they formed? Well, they say they might have formed because of the gases, because those disc and donut structures often appear around the areas of the seafloor where natural gases break free. And I know all about natural gases. Well, I literally can't come up with a more sensible theory. Now, my last destination is in Scotland, Cory Vreckren Maelstrom. Uh, oh, oh, that's the name. <laughs> and? <laughs> Well, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it's one of the world's largest whirlpools on the planet. Ah, uh, looks like stirring a soup, doesn't it? Well, it's quite a mild description, considering it's believed to have swallowed dozens of sailors over the centuries. Mmm, delicious sailors. When it comes to how it's formed, when the water moves through quite fast, it hits the underwater rocks. Eventually, the waves reach up to 15 feet. You can even hear the roaring whirlpool from miles away. Okay, well, it looks beautiful, but of course, I wouldn't even want to cross nearby. Yeah, but you prefer going to quite deadly Antarctica. Good choice, buddy. Hey, come on. Don't sabotage my dreams. I'm not. I would love to visit you there. And your penguins. I'm not sure if I would hug you, though. Wait, what? You'd stink. Remember showering issues? Ah, come on. It's all worth it for this sacred purpose. Okay, okay. So, shall we call it a day? Yeah, I think I've already encouraged enough people to go to Antarctica. And to Cuba, Mexico, Scotland, Iceland, and Greenland. All right, people. Take care. Till the next episode. See ya. See ya.